You're listening to episode 220 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about self-betrayal. This is a big one. And I kind of had realized lately that I had sort of, I had sort of started to shift a little bit more away from uh, some of the the mental health kind of slash personal development episodes. And I want to come back to this a little bit because that is, that is the root of the podcast. And I still incorporate all of that into my business episodes as well. But there's, there's a lot happening right now for so many people and mental health is always part of the conversation as far as I'm concerned, but especially this year especially this year, there is so much going on in the world. There is a lot of pain. There is a lot of grief. Um, and, and there's a lot coming to the surface for all of us. And I think that it's really important to address some of these things as they're coming up. And self-betrayal is, is one of many, 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 many things, um, that you might be noticing or experiencing or starting to pay attention to, or maybe this episode might actually wake you up to, Hey, I have been betraying myself a little bit and, uh, there are some changes that I want to, to make. So I hope that this kind of helps you with that a little bit, because it's something that I have put a lot of thought into for myself in my own life, uh, and, and had to make some changes around and had to accept some things that I had uh, certain choices that I had been making that I needed to shift in the last you know, a couple years, especially, but, uh, but this year as well. And, and then I saw a post, um, by the holistic psychologist. If you're not following her on Instagram, you must <laughs> go do so. And she put up one specific post about self-betrayal. I'd already been thinking about it. And then she put up a post. It was like, she'd read my mind and I'm going to reference this specific post as well, because, um, some of the points that she made, I thought were really, really valuable. So I'm going to be incorporating um, those a little bit, but, uh, I'm going to just kind of use that as a starting off point, And then we're going to go into this a little bit deeper. Um, really quick. I did want to let you know that I am offering a very special 21 day business coaching strategy sessions right now. And I'm only offering them to a very small handful of people because it's so involved. Um, I, I do podcasting coaching as well, obviously, but this is a little bit separate from that. This is business strategy. So if you have a business, this is something that might be the right fit for you. If you are looking to scale, if you're looking to get some direction, if you're feeling really lost right now and you want really personalized attention, and this is also all encompassing. So when I talk a lot about mental health and and mindset and, and all of this type of stuff, these are the kinds of things that I talk to clients about all the time. And I think that it's really important to address that aspect of it because especially as an entrepreneur, personal development and, and working on yourself is one of the 
biggest roadblocks potentially to building a really great business or vice, vice versa. Like it can kind of go either way, but you can't have a shit life and a great business or the other way around. You can't have, you know, an, an awesome or a, a really shit business and a really great life. Usually like it, it's, you have to, to incorporate them both because you are a human and you have a personal brand and it is very personal to you. And that has to be sort of all encompassing. So we start off with a 90 minute um, intensive to really go deep into a huge number of things. And then we do 21 days uh, followed by 21 days of boxer support, audio messages and all that type of stuff um, to go back and forth and really get you super clear on some of the big shifts that you need to be doing to build a better life and a better business at the same time, because they are so intertwined. And when we try to separate them, we don't really take the, the full picture view and that's when the problems start. So I'm really excited about this. It is by application only. So you can go uh, jump over to the show notes over at roomtogrowpodcast.com or whatever device you're listening to this on. It will be hyperlinked right in the show notes as well. Um, you can go apply and uh, we will get back to you within 24 to 48 hours. Okay. Um, okay. So let's get into this a little bit more. So self-betrayal. You might even be wondering what the hell I'm talking about with self-betrayal. <laughs> so I am going to get into this a, a little bit. So let me give you some examples. Um, some of the examples, uh, the, the first like three or four examples are ones that the holistic psychologist mentioned um, in her post that I referenced and, and it's all referenced in the show notes for you. And then I've got a, a whole list of other things as well that might kind of maybe hit a little bit of a nerve with you and you might be going, oh, okay. Yeah, that might actually be something that I need to shift. So self-betrayal can look like a, a wide variety of things. It can take a huge number of, of appearances here. One of them is sacrificing all of your needs in order to keep or maintain a relationship. And that doesn't have to mean a romantic relationship, by the way. That can mean a, a friendship. That can mean a relationship with a family member, any of those types of things. This can apply across the board. And I have absolutely been in that, posi in that position, particularly with romantic relationships. Um, the, the most obvious example is obviously, uh, the relationship that I was in for nine years. You can reference, uh, episode 117 for more on that. Um, and I, I ended that relationship when I found out about the nine years of infidelity that had been going on, um, since day one. <laughs> so what, what, one of the big things that I learned from that relationship, and I talk about that a little bit in that episode is, I was doing everything in my power and, and giving away pieces of myself just to maintain that relationship. I was even sacrificing my own health. I didn't really realize it when I was in it. It wasn't until after the fact that I actually really saw it for what it was, but I was, I was sacrificing pieces of myself solely to maintain a relationship that wasn't serving me to begin with. And that might sound really familiar to you. Um, and again, it can take all kinds of different forms, but this is something that a lot of us do because we innately feel sometimes as though we're not enough. And I'm going to get into that a little bit more as well, but we're not enough, or maybe we are afraid of what our life would look like without that relationship. And we can't imagine life looking it, what, what our lives would look like if we actually did step outside of that and started looking for what else life could be. 
So that's a really big one. Another one is keeping yourself overbooked with obligations with zero time left for you. How familiar does that sound to you? <laughs> I, all of these sound familiar, by the way, to me, like I, I want to be very clear here. I am not speaking from any kind of pedestal. Uh, these are all things that I have either done in the past or things that I am actively working on right now to fix. So I'm right there in it with you on this. And, and this is a really big one, like keeping yourself overbooked with obligations with no time left for you. I have absolutely done that. I have done that a lot, even this year, a huge amount this year, actually. Um, and it doesn't feel good. If you've done that, you know, it doesn't feel good. And, and the question that I always have to kind of try and ask myself sometimes, and maybe this will be helpful for you as well, is what are you running from? Or what are you running towards? And is it really worth it? If you have blinders on and miss real life as it's happening around you while you're running towards that, that goal and with all of the obligations and, oh my God, I have to do this and I have to do that. And it's a really, really quick way to become resentful of all of the people or obligations that you maintain and putting the blame elsewhere as well. So rather than taking responsibility for yourself and for your own choices, then when you are maintaining all these, these obligations, all these commitments, you can say, oh, but you know, so-and-so needs me and this person needs this and that person needs that and whatever, like it's their fault. It's on them. And then you're not taking responsibility for yourself. And this is a tough one, especially, you know, like if, if you're, if you're a parent with kids, maybe uh, that can be especially hard because you have kids, you know, like they're dependent on you and, and how do you manage that? And that's, you know, that's a little bit of a different conversation, but ultimately it still comes down to making sure that you are carving out something for you, even if it is five or 10 minutes that are like your sacred space. And again, I, I'm going to kind of circle back to this because I've got more to say on that as well. But another example of uh, self-betrayal is achieving something just to be validated by somebody else without actually really wanting it for yourself. So, you know, maybe you became a lawyer because your parents wanted you to be, but you hate the job. You probably even hated the process to get to the point of being a lawyer, but you did it because you were seeking approval like that people pleasing. And I feel you on the people pleasing. <laughs> I feel you <laughs> hard. <laughs> and, but we have to get clear on what it is that we want. Because when we are doing things and, and, and achieving and, you know, checking off all those boxes, because we want the approval of someone else, but it doesn't actually feel good to us. That's a betrayal. We're betraying ourselves when we do that. This is a really big one as well. Feeling a huge amount of shame or guilt for choices that you made in the past when you were in survival mode. And I have had not one, but two therapists say this to me. And it struck me so deeply because sometimes when we are in certain situations, I, I, I think it's safe to say that most of us have been in situations where much later on, when we look back on those particular situations, we barely recognize that version of ourselves. We're like, who, who was that, that person? Like what, what was I thinking? 
And we make choices, like when we're looking back on that from a more neutral perspective by that point, once we have, you know, some time and space, we can look back on that, that version of ourselves and go, okay, but that was, that was all, all she knew at the time. And that version of me was making the best choices that she could with the information and knowledge that she had in that moment. And forgiving yourself for that because you, in some of those situations, you may also have been in full-blown survival mode where you had to make certain choices that are not necessarily indicative or a reflection of who you really are, but they were the choices that you had to make at the time because of the situation that you were in. Regardless of whose responsibility it was that, that you were in a particular situation, remove that for a moment, but think about particular situations in your life where you were in full-blown survival mode. I can think of several. Um, again, one of the biggest ones that comes to mind is choices that I had to make in the aftermath of ending my relationship to sort of maintain the peace. And it, it, it was, it was difficult because there were times where I was so angry with him and I, I just wanted to kind of release that at him. And I had to really control myself to the point where I almost felt as though I was betraying myself by not getting angry with him as though I was, and, and I did, don't get me wrong. I did still get angry with him, but I, I held a lot back because I didn't want to rock the boat. He was, he was holding some, and again, I talk about this more in, in that episode as well, but he was holding a lot of the financial reins and he, again, because of a variety of circumstances that, um, were very unexpected that it kind of led, led up to all of this. And it, I, I, I didn't like that. It felt as though I was letting him, uh, so-called get away with it. And, and just in very particular moments overall, that wasn't how I felt, but there were moments in time where I did kind of feel like I was holding, I was holding my emotions in so much to him that it felt as though he was kind of going about his life going, okay, well, yeah, it's, you know, whatever. It's, it's no big deal about what I did. And, um, she's, she's fine with it. Like, you know, she's, she's cool. No big deal. <laughs> and that isn't how, I don't think that's actually how he was feeling. And, and that isn't, um, this, the, the role that I was playing from my end really either, but that's just one tiny example. I could give you all kinds of examples where I had to make certain choices because I was in survival mode and that was a betrayal of myself, but they were the choices I had to make at that time. And I want you to think about past situations in your own life where that has been the case for you as well, because we all have examples of that in our lives. And here's another one. Another example of self-betrayal is saying yes to things that later cause resentment for yourself. This is kind of similar to the, you know, making yes to all kinds of commitments and, and obligations and stuff when you don't actually really mean yes to and then you're going to be resentful of all of those commitments and obligations and, and people that you are committed to because you said yes so often. And that's a betrayal of yourself. Constantly comparing ourselves to other people. That's a huge betrayal as well. That's a huge betrayal because that's just playing into the, the rhetoric then that 
you aren't good enough. That's what you're telling yourself. When you are comparing yourself to everybody else, you're telling yourself that you aren't good enough. Or you're telling yourself, I'll be good enough when blank. When I lose 10 pounds, when I uh, make these wrinkles on my face disappear, when I have a boyfriend, when I, like, like I could go on all day. There, there's, we've all had these situations where we think to ourselves, I'll be good enough when blank. Insert any random number of things here. And that's a betrayal. Playing small. This is a big one. This is a big one. And again, another thing that I have struggled with, absolutely struggled with. And I'm certain that I will continue to struggle with it at times and have to catch myself in those moments in the future as well, especially as women. And I have, I have another episode or two coming up, kind of a little bit um, tied to this because I've been talking a lot to my female clients lately who have been dealing with things like imposter syndrome and, and, you know, just kind of like, like shrinking themselves. And I have felt that too, occasionally lately. And then I've, I've talked to some really, uh, some really, really fantastic male friends of mine. And I've talked to them about imposter syndrome and they just don't really seem to experience it the same way that I see women experiencing it. And I, I'm going to end up doing an entire podcast episode about it because that, I think that it, that it's actually really fascinating, but it's, it's a self-betrayal when we play small, when we don't show up as the full version of ourselves. Pretending to be maybe someone that we're not as well in order to live up to the expectations of others. So that kind of ties in with, um, you know, achieving something to be validated by somebody else, but it can also be a little bit different too. It can kind of be showing up as like, we're playing a role. You know, we, we, we've seen, I don't know about you, but I've, I've certainly seen people and I'm, I'm certain that I've probably been that person at one time or another where they can be kind of a chameleon and they, they're a different person depending on who they're hanging out with. And, you know, we, we all go to different people for different things. So that's okay up to a point. But if you are behaving like a completely different person, depending on who you're with, you need to examine that a little bit more closely because there's something going on there that, I mean, that could be tied to people pleasing. That could be, it can be a wide variety of things, but I, no matter what it is, it comes down to betraying who you really are and, and who are you? Do you even know who you really are? And maybe you're testing out like different masks and different roles and seeing which version of yourself you like the best, but who are you really at your core? You have to find ways to own that and, and well, to figure it out first and then to own that. Another example of uh, self-betrayal, maybe you're making all of these so-called safe decisions instead of the ones that actually feel right to you. Not taking the action to show up as the full version of yourself or this is a huge one, expecting others to make you happy or to complete you. I will barf if I hear anyone say, so-and-so completes me. I can't, I can't. And I've always felt that way. I have always, always felt that way. And yet, yes, I still ended up in, in a relationship that was not really serving me. But even when I was in that relationship, in the happiest moments of that relationship, I never once thought he completes me. That has never been my, my thought process, but 
I still obviously betrayed myself in a variety of other ways to maintain that relationship, even though it wasn't serving me. But if you are, you know, looking for somebody to complete you somehow, what that is telling you and, and, and yourself is that you aren't enough. Again, like we're circling back to this again, that you aren't enough on your own. So you need to have somebody else kind of fill a void for you to be whole. And I have news for you. You are responsible for your own happiness. The most important relationship you can have in your life is the one that you have with yourself. Because at the end of the day, that is the one that is always going to be there. That's it. It's the relationship you have with you. That is the only one that you can 100% depend on. Will never, it, it, you're always, at the end of the day, you're always going to be left with you. So how are you going to show up for you? How are you going to, you know, maintain that relationship with you, with yourself? That's the one that you have to look at. And, and that is the one where this is really ultimately what self-betrayal comes down to the most and, and why it's so important to kind of heal self-betrayal and, and to catch yourself when you're, when you're in it, because otherwise you're never going to be able to feel happy kind of standing on your own two feet if you're constantly betraying yourself. Another example of self-betrayal is you know, when you can kind of feel the weight of things like procrastination or holding yourself back, either to please other people or simply because you're maybe just plain scared. But the cost is a total betrayal of yourself. And when we behave in a way that's sort of intended to please others rather than ourselves, we're admitting to ourselves that we don't like who we are and that we're not enough. I'm going to keep reiterating that because it, I think it's a really important point to note. And a lot of times we'll search for other people or other ways to kind of fill these voids or, or these thoughts that are within us. And we avoid taking responsibility for ourselves. But when we're in self-betrayal mode, it's very difficult to have compassion for ourselves or to forgive ourselves. We hold a lot of shame. We hold a lot of a lot of guilt. We, we have so many things weighing us down when we're constantly in this cycle of self-betrayal that it's really hard to, to break out of it until you start to recognize some of these things for yourself. So let's kind of move into maybe some of the ways that, that you can sort of start to move past it a little bit. One of the biggest things is breaking this, this cycle of shaming ourselves. And starting to lean into more around self-forgiveness. I did an entire episode on forgiveness that has been wildly popular. It has just continued to blow away, blow me away. Like people still reach out to me about this episode. It's episode 126. Um, and it's that forgiveness isn't, um, isn't found it's earned and doing the inner work. And I talk in that episode a lot, not just about the forgiveness of others, but the forgiveness of ourselves, because that is the hardest type of forgiveness to create. And a lot of times we have to forgive ourselves for the choices that we had to make in situations like when we were trying to survive or when we didn't know any better. Those are the kinds of things that we need to do. But it, listen, if you take no risks in life, so if, you, if you're betraying yourself through playing small, 
and through uh, procrastination, you know, feeling that weight of the procrastination, but you, you know that you're holding yourself back. Um, you're trying to please other people all the time, any of those things. If you take no risks, you're guaranteed disappointment. And if you do take some risks, you might be disappointed or you might get everything you've ever dreamed of. Think about that for a minute. Think about what happens if you actually truly start to believe that you deserve every good thing that is coming to you. How would that feel? Someone said that to me recently and I was sort of blown away for a moment. I was like, wow, that every good thing is actually like, like that I am actually deserving of every good thing. That was like a really profound moment. Like, damn, (laughs) that's pretty incredible to think about. You know, no more living a mediocre life. And I was living a mediocre life, but I didn't even recognize it for what it was because I was so terrified that I would never find any better out there. But the cost was a life half lived. And I've noticed a correlation within myself now that I've become more aware of it, of I, I get really high anxiety when I'm betraying myself the most. And you might find the same as well. I can actually sense it now. If I'm feeling really high anxiety, I can start to check in. I'm like, where, like, what choices am I making right now that are going against me? Like going against my values, going against who, who I want to be, who I am uh, working on becoming. And when I was in that, that relationship and I thought that that was kind of like the, the best that I could get, I was full of anxiety all the time, all the time. Again, I talk about that in this, in this episode, uh, episode 117, I had, my anxiety was becoming increasingly crippling. I didn't even have regular periods because I was so stressed and yet they regulated as soon as I ended the nine-year relationship, literally as soon as they ended, <laughs> as soon as I ended the relationship, my periods regulated, but I didn't even realize how stressed I was because it had become my normal. So it wasn't until I broke out of that, that it was like the fog lifted and everything started to shift. So it's tough when you're in particular situations, but if you can start to recognize these small signs in yourself, you might start to really see some correlations in in your own life. And when it comes to sort of undoing self-betrayal and regaining trust in yourself, one of the best things that you can do is start keeping really small promises to yourself. I talk about this more in episode 208 as well about um, self-integrity and and keeping promises to yourself, but cultivating self-trust takes time and it takes practice, particularly the longer you've been betraying yourself. So when I ended a nine-year relationship that there had been all kinds of self-betrayals on my part throughout that near decade, I had to start really fucking small (laughs) to start to rebuild that trust in myself. That, that started with things as simple as, you know, I said that I was going to, uh, go for a walk today. So I would go for a walk and, uh, I would drink X number glasses of water or something like things that sound really silly and ridiculous. But if you make the promises too big and then you don't fulfill them, it's just going to perpetuate the cycle of self-betrayal. If you make them much more reasonable and borderline easy, it It sounds weird, but you're actually going to start to trust that. Um, I I was listening to a podcast by, 
I believe it was uh, Manifestation Babe, uh, Catherine, Catherine Zanika. Zanika, is that her last name? And she was talking about, I don't know that she was talking exactly about self-betrayal, but, but kind of similar and, and you know, having, having trust in yourself. And she was saying that one of the ways that she uses, one of the tools that she uses to rebuild that within herself is that if she is saying she, if, if she's going to go take a shower, let's say, let's say that that's the promise she's keeping to herself. Okay. She's going to go take a shower. She will already be on her way to the shower or literally stepping into the shower saying to herself, I'm going to go take a shower. 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 And it's so easy to fulfill that and to start to build that trust in herself because she's literally taking a shower. <laughs> so she is already basically doing it. And you do that for, for little things over the, you know, over the course of, of a few weeks and, and months. And that really starts to make a difference. Like you're going to go make lunch and tell yourself, I'm going to go make lunch as you're making your lunch. Um, you know, I, I'm going to go work out. Say that to yourself as you are starting your workout. There's all kinds of examples. That, the examples are endless here that we could do, but cultivating that self-trust is going to take time. Ask yourself as well, how does this feel in my body? So when you are making any type of, of decision or choice or anything like that, is there any part of you that is clenched or tightened or nervous? Do you have a sinking feeling or do you feel light and energized? This was a big one for me. Uh, a couple of years ago, my therapist at, um, at the time, actually, I guess she's still my therapist, <laughs> same, same therapist. Um, she said to me, where do you feel anxiety in your body? And it stopped me dead in my tracks because nobody had ever asked me that before. And I had this, I had to really think about it. I'm like, I don't know. And then I realized that it's in my stomach and I can always feel it in my stomach now that whenever I start feeling anxious, it's always in my stomach. And I notice that my stomach is like clenched and tight and I, I have to sort of take a deep breath, sort of relax. I'm like, okay, I'm stressed. That little ball of stress is showing up and that's where it shows up for me. But it can be a wide variety of, of different things. It's going to look different for everybody. But start to ask yourself those types of questions. I want you to lean in and tune into what your body is trying to tell you, because I will say this over and over and over again. Our bodies are far smarter than we are, far smarter than we are. And we don't give our bodies nearly enough credit. So start paying attention to what your body is trying to tell you. A question that I always ask clients and, and, and I, I always try to ask myself as well, how does that feel for you? So if a client asks me for advice, I will often, uh, you know, ask them more questions to, to dig deeper and stuff. And then I will, you know, eventually depending on the, the situation, give my advice, give my response, whatever that is. But then I'll say to them, okay, but how does that feel for you? Um, I, I was even talking to a, a friend of mine and, and we were talking about how he was going to price a program. And I said, you know, what are, what are you, what are you pricing it? And he told me, and, and I said, okay. Um, I suggested to him that he raise it a little bit higher, but then I followed that immediately with, but how, like, how does that feel for you? And he said, you know, that, that feels, that feels pretty good, but he was a little bit uncertain. And I said, it has to feel good for you. Like it has to feel good for you. 
I can tell you something all day long. Any of us can tell anybody anything all day long, but if it doesn't feel good to us or to the other person, it's not going to make any difference. It has to feel good for the, for, for you, for the person that is embodying that. You are the only one who has to live with you no matter what. Come hell or high water, if you continue to betray yourself, you're never going to be comfortable and confident in your own skin. Another big one here is to kind of stop this cycle of self-betrayal is catching yourself in the negative self-talk and the thought, the sort of negative thought patterns towards yourself. So kind of that shame spiral, right? Brene Brown is a great one to go to all about shame. Um, I highly recommend everything of Brene Brown's. <laughs> uh, my friend Tyler J. McCall, he's been on the podcast and I believe he referred to uh, Brene on that podcast as our queen. <laughs> I, I would not disagree with that. <laughs> um, any of her books, her podcast is called Unlocking Us, um, any of the things. So go check out Brene if you want more information about um, shame. Uh, she is far and away the, the expert as far as I'm concerned. But catching yourself in sort of those shame spirals that we can get into even just being aware that we're starting to fall into that, that's huge in and of itself. That's huge because so often we're so used to speaking our, to ourselves in such a negative way that we just take it as normal. We, we don't even think twice about it. We're like, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're just beating ourselves up. We're so hard on ourselves. I can be very hard on myself. Very, very hard on myself. And that's something that I have to work really hard at to catch myself in when I have those, those lower moments. Boundaries as well. It, you know, we, we talked about a little bit about, um, over committing and, and obligations and stuff like that, but boundaries are a big one. And I'm going to reference a, a few different podcast episodes here, uh, about boundaries. But the thing is, is that when we set a boundary, people are 100% going to push against those boundaries. So just like the sooner you expect and accept that, that they're going to push against those boundaries and test you, the easier it will be for you to maintain those boundaries and not be surprised when people test the boundaries. Okay. And they're not testing your boundaries because they're bad people. We all do this. Every single human being will test other human beings boundaries. That's just what we do. But you have to to hold firm on that because otherwise you're betraying yourself. Again, if you set a boundary and then you don't actually enforce it, a boundary that isn't enforced is only a suggestion and it is a continued part of the self-betrayal cycle. So if you're going to set a boundary, you have to stick with that boundary. Circling back to the kind of you complete me thing. <laughs> Real love means acceptance of you as a whole. But that real love that starts with, with you loving yourself. And I know that sounds cliche, like love yourself, blah, blah, blah. I'm it's, it's, I get it. <laughs> I get that this sounds super cliche, but if you are waiting for someone else to come along and love all of you to make it better, those issues will persist unless you fall in love with yourself first. You have to, you, you have to be able, and I'm not saying this happens overnight, by the way, this is a process, like it's sometimes a years long process. And it's, it's also a journey. It's, it's not like a destination. I think that all of us are always on this journey of 
learning new things about ourselves and uncovering more layers in ourselves and and figuring out how to fall in love with these new parts of ourselves that we discover on the journey. Okay, this is this is not a destination. But you need to be able to recognize within yourself like, hey, I'm pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> I want you to be able to recognize that within yourself because it's only in the last year or so that I've really started to recognize that in myself and it has changed how I show up, how I carry myself, how other people view me. Um, it's, it's been really interesting and, and it's not about changing how other people view me. I, I, I don't mean to, to make it sound that way. It's just been interesting to see that when you kind of exude that energy, you tend to draw in really incredible energy in return. That sounds super woo, but it's, it's really powerful. It's really, really powerful. And one of the last things I'll say is that when it comes to sort of getting to know yourself and starting to recognize these signs of, of self-betrayal and starting to actually uh, change and, and fix some of these signs of self-betrayal, part of that is going to require you to create moments of, of peace and, and stillness and quiet for yourself. Because it is a very noisy world. I got to tell you, we thought the world was noisy before 2020 is whole new level. <laughs> like there is just, there's always something going on. There is just, um, so much happening and changing in the world. If you want any sort of peace or stillness, it's not going to fall into your lap. You're going to have to cultivate that for yourself. And it's really hard to tune into what feels best for you. If you never allow yourself the space to do so. The, the space to actually figure that out for yourself. And again, I, I, you know, even if it's just a few moments, like a few quick moments, that is absolutely by far better than nothing, but it can just give you that moment of, of breathing space to just get still, get quiet and tune in to yourself a little bit more. Okay. So self-betrayal, this is, this is a big one. And this is not something that is fixed overnight. This is again, part of the journey. And we're always going to all be uncovering more and more parts of ourselves within that and, and within the context of, of working this out more. But I think it's really, really important because that's something that can be holding us back in, in a wide variety of ways. Okay. So let me know what you think. Uh, if you know somebody who would benefit from hearing this, please take a screenshot, share it with them. Uh, can you tag me on social media as well? That would be awesome because I really want to thank you in real life for listening. I am always so grateful for each and every person who tunes into this podcast. It is, it never ceases to amaze me. Um, I'm always blown away that people tune in and listen. It's incredible. So thank you for listening and yeah, we'll be back on Thursday. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I'm so grateful you took the time and it means the absolute world to me. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. 
Be sure to tag me on Instagram over at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with brand new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you. Thank you.